Well, good morning to you. It is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Get those rent checks in. Uh, Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, first, I want to ask, I wonder how much protection Carrie Lake's home has. Uh, if you want to look at Carrie Lake's what she said yesterday about the attack on uh, she got some laughs about it so this is funny I wonder how much uh, protection Carrie Lake's home has ha 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 anyway uh, PVTV Political Views TV Podcast that's what you Google to find me uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast those four words uh, I'll show up right at the top of the search man do I appreciate you coming every day it's very nice of you My 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 um, voice sounds kind of high this morning, don't it? Anyway, if you can, please bring someone with you um, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, tweet to me questions or insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C y b e r c l o p s. Let's start as usual with uh, Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Putin said. Uh, Russian attacks on Ukrainian infrastructure yesterday and a decision. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm having a mocha this morning. I think that's tightening up my vocal cords. You know, the chocolate, maybe. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, and his decision to freeze participation uh, in, a, in the uh, Black, uh, Black Sea Grain Export Program. Uh, responses to a drone attack on Moscow's fleet in Crimea. Oh, what? You mean you can dish it out, but you can't take it? Really? Uh, um, And and, and honestly, uh, you mean just what we said yesterday, you and I? (laughs) We said exactly this, that that the the, uh, recent attacks was because of the drone attacks against his own fleet. Uh, Ukrainian officials said energy infrastructure including hydroelectric dams, uh, um, were hit, knocking out power, heat, and water supplies. In his nightly uh, address, Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, claimed that 45 missiles in total had been destroyed. And and as far as those hydroelectric dams, we'll get to it in a second, but uh, Moldova has a bit of a complaint. Uh, We'll get to that. Uh, In Kyiv, the city's mayor, Vitaly uh, Klitschko said on social media, his is a tough name to say because he's got one, two, three, four, five consonants in a row. In the middle of it, he, he's only got two vowels in his in his name, and his and his name is uh, what is that? Nine letters wrong. He's only got two vowels. It's not that easy to say, really. C, uh, I'm sorry, K-L-I-T-S-C-H-K-O. I get a K-O every time I say that. <clears throat> anyway, in Kiev, the city's mayor, Vitaly Klitschko, said on social media, water supplies to the homes of Kiev residents have been fully restored. Electricity supplies in Kiev have also been restored a day after being knocked out you know, by uh, Russian uh, missile raids. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Klitschko said there would still be planned power cuts in the city because of the considerable deficit in power system after the barbaric attacks of the aggressor. Uh, I assume this means that s- some areas are out, so they have to bypass those area- areas by 
uh, doubling transmission along other lines, which means that they're overloaded and that you have to cut back on electricity. That's my guess, but I could be wrong. I'm not an electrician. Um, Ukraine's foreign ministry spokesman, Oleg Nikolenko, posted on Twitter demands that Russia be expelled from the group of 20 leading economies. Uh, he tweeted, Putin publicly acknowledged ordering missile strikes on Ukrainian civilians and energy infrastructure, which we just talked about. A couple, remember, we said he's actually admitting to doing it. We just said that this a couple days ago. Or what, yesterday? Was it yesterday we said this? Uh, uh, he, he continued, with his hands stained in blood, he must not be allowed to sit on the table with war, at the table with world leaders. Putin's invitation to the Bali summit must be revoked and Russia expelled from the G20. I mean, Russia was already expelled from the G8. That's why it's called the G7. Right? <clears throat> uh, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will travel to Germany to meet with his counterparts, uh, counterparts in the Group of Seven. Uh, to discuss Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Russia was kicked out of the G8 because of its invasion in Crimea in 2014, right? Uh, Anyway, in a statement published by the State Department, uh, it said uh, the G7 ministers will discuss a range of pressing global challenges, including the G7's sustained support for a democratic, sovereign, and prosperous Ukraine, strengthened economic and democratic resilience in Africa and the Indo-Pacific, tackling the climate crisis, global health security, and the food and energy crisis caused by Russia's war against Ukraine. Secretary Blinken will also uh, join German Foreign Minister Annalena Barbeck at the Futures Forum for a moderated discussion on the future of democracy in a digital world. Uh, The International uh, Atomic Energy Agency said in a statement, uh, Director General Grossi said IAEA inspectors, International uh, Atomic Energy Agency inspectors, had begun and would soon complete verification activities at the two locations in Ukraine, adding that Grossi would later this week provide his initial conclusions about the inspections. And these these inspections, these are, uh, this is inspections requested by Kyiv to prove that they are not making a dirty bomb, as Russia has claimed. Of course, they're claiming that impossible preparation for a false flag operation in which Russia would use a dirty bomb and blame it on Ukraine. So Ukraine wants them completely clear in advance. They want to make sure everybody knows they aren't doing this because they really think Russia is going to get ready to do this. Along with that... Uh, along with blowing, blowing the, uh, 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 the, with the, such and such, what Kavkovka, uh, the dam over there on the Dnipro uh, River, they're planning on doing that too. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll get to that also. Uh, three cargo ships left Ukrainian ports despite Russia withdrawing from the grain deal in a statement by the United Nations-led Coordination Center. The ship's movement was agreed upon by the Ukrainian, Turkish, and UN delegations at the Istanbul-based center, and the Russian board had been informed that it was happening. It said the UN coordinator for the grain initiative, Amir Abdullah, continued discussions with all three member state parties to resume full participation at the center that oversees the safe passage of vessels. Uh, Turkish Foreign Minister Mevlut 
Cavusoglu said Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy who sounds like he's from a Lord of the Rings novel, will speak with his Russian and Ukrainian counterparts in the next few days to restore the grain export deal. He said, our presidents will speak with Putin and Zelensky in the coming days. We believe we will overcome this uh, and that the grain deal uh, benefits everyone. Uh, The uh, government of Moldova, uh, and, and if you remember, Moldova is on the eastern side of Ukraine, sandwiched between, uh, is that Romania? Yeah, Romania and Ukraine. Uh, and of course has Transnistria, that little fingernail on its eastern side. It's on the west side of Ukraine. On its eastern side, it has that little fingernail of Transnistria, which is part of the Russian Federation. It's just a, it's a, a sliver of land that runs about, what is it, like uh, 100 miles or something? I forget. Anyway, the government of Moldova said a Russian missile shot down by Ukrainian air defenses fell on a village in the village of Nazlovsia, uh, close to the Ukrainian border in the north of the country, but without causing any injuries. Uh, Foreign Minister Niku Popescu tweeted, the Russian strike had targeted a Ukrainian dam on the Dniestru River that runs through Ukraine and Moldova. Uh, so this dam is just north of Moldova, about eight miles uh, in Ukraine uh, territory. The, riv- the river from the dam, it continues south until it hits Moldova. Then it hits, it, it heads due east. And actually goes a little bit north right there uh, before going back south uh, and continues as the river uh, that defines the Ukraine-Moldova border. So damage of this this, um, river, of this dam uh, holding back the river, could cause the borders to change, right? Anyway. Pretty dangerous stuff here. Uh, <clears throat> a Czech Prime Minister, Petra Fiala, told reporters after returning from Kiev, certain sanctions against Belarus are already in place, but we can't have Belarus joining Russia's policy or Russia avoiding the impact of sanctions through countries such as Belarus. He was saying the EU may look at further sanctions on Belarus over its role in the war in Ukraine. Uh, Czech Foreign Minister Jan Lipovsky also said, we must realize that the attacks on Ukraine are are let out uh, of the Belarusian airspace and that Belarus supplies weapons to Russia. Uh, President Vladimir Zelensky uh, has uh, spoken with French President Emmanuel uh, Emmanuel Macron about strengthening Ukraine's defense capabilities and restoring damaged energy infrastructure. Zelensky tweeted, extremely important and productive conversation with President Emmanuel Macron. Special decisions on strengthening Ukraine's defense capabilities, specific initiatives to restore the destroyed energy infrastructure. Thank you, my friend, for your unwavering support what he said. Uh, this is crazy. On Saturday, Russia's defense ministry said British 
Navy personnel had blown up the Nord Stream gas pipelines in September. Uh, the Kremlin said it is considering uh, what further steps to take after its allegation that Britain was responsible for an attack on Nord Stream gas pipelines. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told journalists, Our intelligence services have data indicating that British military specialists were directing and coordinating the attack. There is evidence that Britain is involved in sabotage uh, in a terrorist attack on vital energy infrastructure, not just Russian, but international. And how would they have evidence if they haven't been allowed on the site? I want to know. London said the allegations were false and designed to distract from Russia's military failures in Ukraine, of which they are plenty because they were pulling further back from Kherson. Uh, Foreign Secretary James cleverly said, Now, this is not Foreign Secretary James. This is Foreign Secretary James cleverly. I'm not saying that he's cleverly saying anything. Foreign Secretary James cleverly said, The UK support to Ukraine is not limited to military aid. We are drawing on Britain's world-leading expertise to support Ukraine's cyber defenses. Together, we will ensure that the Kremlin is defeated in every sphere, on land, in the air, and in cyberspace. The UK is funneling millions of pounds into Ukraine's cyber defense. An initial £6.35 million, which is like over $7 million. Um, That's the pound comparison. if, if you had six million pound, that would be about seven million dollars. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, the, the seven million dollar package was mobilized in response to a rising tempo of Russian cyber activity at the beginning of uh, the invasion in February, but has been kept quiet until now for security reasons. So they've been fighting uh, Russia on the cyber front for quite some time, or at least helping, not actually fighting. Well, they're probably fighting to defend their own country but um, helping Ukraine fight uh, Russia. Uh, Russian officials in Kherson are extending the evacuation zone further from the Dnieper River, claiming that Ukraine is preparing to attack the Kakovka Dam and flood the area. In other words, the dam is mined by Russia and they are going to blow it as soon as Ukrainian soldiers are in place to be drowned. On Telegram, Vladimir Saldo, the Russian-backed head of the region, said, Due to the possibility of use of prohibited methods of war by the Ukrainian regime, as well as information that Kyiv is preparing a massive missile strike on the Kakovka hydroelectric station, there is an immediate danger of Kherson region being flooded. Given the situation, I've decided to expand the evacuation zone by 15 kilometers from the Dnieper. The decision will make it possible to create a layered defense in order to repel Ukrainian attacks and protect civilians. What it will also do is allow them to blow the dam themselves, flood the area, and make it more difficult for Ukraine to advance in its counter-advance. Uh, Russian billionaire tycoon Oleg Tinkov 
says he has renounced his citizenship because of his reservations over the war in Ukraine. Tinkoff wrote on Instagram yesterday, I have taken the decision to exit my Russian citizenship. I can't and won't be associated with a fascist country that started a war with their peaceful neighbor and killing innocent people daily. I hope more prominent Russian businessmen will follow me so it weakens Putin's regime and his economy and put him eventually to defeat. I'm sure there will be a story in the near future of him falling from his balcony, even though he does not even live in Russia. As you well know, people tend to fall from their balconies when they come out against Putin. That seems to happen pretty often. Uh, Wikipedia's owner, Wikimedia Foundation, has been fined 2 million Russian rubles, uh, which is like 30, over $30,000, by a Russian court over uh, articles related to the Ukraine war. The head of the foundation in Russia, Stanislav Kozlovsky, said that the fine was placed because entries uh, that had previously been asked to be removed were still on the website. Uh, The two two articles uh, in Russian were titled Nonviolent resistance of Ukraine's civilian population in the course of Russia's invasion and evaluations of Russia's 2022 invasion of Ukraine. But Russia describes its war in Ukraine as a special military operation, not an invasion. And this is, of course, not the first time Wikimedia has been fined, and they will continue to be fined for other stuff, I'm sure. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. And that noose tightening around that bright orange neck, actually, it it loosened just tight. Give him a breath. Just loosened. I'll get to that in a second. Yesterday. Trump filed an emergency appeal asking the U.S. Supreme Court to halt the release of his tax returns. Uh, Last week, a federal appeals court paved the way for the IRS to turn over his tax records to the Democratic-led House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, Trump wanted the Supreme Court to put the release of the tax returns on pause while the justices considered whether to take up reviewing the lower court rulings okaying their disclosures. The filing asked the court to put an administrative hold on the release of the tax returns by tomorrow. As the U.S. District Court, uh, D.C. District Court of Appeals ruling allowing for the disclosure goes into effect on Thursday, uh, day after tomorrow. Well, it happened this morning. Chief Justice John Roberts agreed to temporarily put a hold on uh, hold uh, uh, voted to temporarily hold a lower court order requiring the release of Trump's tax returns by the Internal Revenue Service to a Democratic-led House committee. Roberts asked for a response from them by November 10th. Uh, The administrative stay is temporary in nature and does not always reflect the final deposition of the dispute. And I cannot see. Uh, honestly, I cannot see Roberts letting this stand like this. I can't. Uh, he's probably just doing it for them to respond so he has a reason to stop Trump from stopping it. Uh, if you remember, when he was camping, campaigning in 2015-2016, Trump said he would release his tax recur- returns, but never did. So why is this such a big problem? First, there is a belief that Trump has been lying about everything and that he actually has way less 
uh, money than he claims. He's way, uh, way less rich. And, and he, equates, he equates money with virility. He really does. You can tell. I mean, I, he's just a, a middle-aged man in a brand new Corvette. That's all he is. <laughs> also, the release of his tax returns may show he's never paid taxes or paid less than you and I. Remember, in 2017, Trump paid only $750 in taxes. Not $750,000. $750. That was it. The taxes may show he got it. Uh, uh, also, show this also may may show up that he got a seventy-three million dollar refund in two thousand ten for his failed casino. And by the way, you know he faked his taxes to get that. There is no way anyone could lose money in a casino, yet he did it and claimed bankruptcy. Right for his casino. How can how can you lose money in a casino? How is that possible? Seriously. Uh, The most dangerous thing we could find in his tax returns could also show how much he is in debt to foreign countries, something we really need to know when he runs for office and we should have known before 2016. And that's most likely what it could be because that's why he didn't release the taxes. He knew owing money to foreign countries would put him at risk of losing the election. We know via congressional testimony from former Trump confidant uh, Michael Cohen that Trump was deeply involved in the potential construction of Trump Tower Moscow and that Cohen lied about that involvement and how long it stretched to protect Trump. Trump Jr. reportedly said at a 2008 real estate conference, in terms of high-end product influx into the U.S., Russians make up a pretty disproportionate cross-section of a lot of our assets. Say in Dubai and certainly with our uh, project in Soho and anywhere in New York. We see a lot of money pouring in from Russia. That's what Trump Jr. said about all the money coming from Russia. Do you want Donald Trump in charge when he's being controlled by Russia? Really? Also, we could learn that his charitable organization is not so charitable at all. The charity primarily going to him, which if you think about it, is very Trump-like if it's true. We will see. Uh, Yesterday, U.S. uh, District Judge Carl Nichols dismissed the challenge former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows brought to a House January 6th Select Committee subpoena. In his decision, he wrote that the Constitution's speech or debate clause, which shields legislators from being targeted by certain legal actions and circumstances tied to their legislative duties, shielded the committee from Meadows' lawsuit, which is freaking hilarious. Because several lawmakers have been using that clause to halt their own testimony. Nichols wrote, at at, uh, the time it issued the subpoena to Meadows, the select committee had evidence that Meadows was in contact with President Trump on January 6th and participated in efforts to challenge the election results. Meadows is therefore a proper subject of the select committee's investigation, and the court cannot say that the committee's demands for his testimony, documents, and cell phone records are irrelevant to the investigative task. Of course, Meadows will now appeal that ruling. 
probably to the Supreme Court, <laughs> or at least the District Court first. We'll 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 see. Whoever, I, I'm not sure which the Circuit Court is that the Eighth Circuit. I'm not sure, but Roberts will decide. I think. Um, we'll see. I I I'm not I'm not really sure. I I didn't really look deeply into this. Uh, yesterday, after those record profits announced in that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep by ExxonMobil and Chevron. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, Biden finally decided he might do something. In brief remarks, alongside Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, uh, Biden said, uh, record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. The profits are a windfall of war. The president called on big oil to act He didn't use the word big oil. I used that. To act beyond their narrow self-interest, arguing they had a responsibility to act in the interest of their customers, their community, and their country to invest in America by increasing production and refining capacity. Now, I have to say that Biden is 100% wrong. And we've talked about this numerous times. Um, Dodge v. Ford, look up the case from the early 1900s, where the court found that da, excuse me, that Ford had to act in the best interest, interest of its investors, not in helping its customers, not in helping its employees, right? So Biden is not really correct about that. He's saying that... And it is sort of true, but corporations don't give a crap about customers. They only care about uh, profits. And if helping customers helps profits, then they care about customers. Otherwise, forget it. They don't care. Uh, Biden did not get into details of what he would do, but he hinted by saying if they don't, they're going to pay a higher tax on their excess profits and face higher restrictions. He said the administration would work with Congress to look at these options that are available to us and others. It's time for these companies to stop war profiteering, meet their responsibilities in this country, and give the American people a break and still do very well. A few out, remember, they doubled their profits from last quarter. Um, from last year, rather. A few hours later, Biden tweeted, can't believe I have to say this, but giving profits to shareholders is not the same as bringing prices down for American families. As you know, the problem is we have a 50-50 Senate. This is me talking. Uh, Republicans want big oil to profit so they can make more money and get more donations from big oil. And Democrats uh, also, don't forget... Who makes more money from big oil than anybody else? Don't forget, from big energy, from dirty energy. Who makes more money? A certain West Virginia senator, right? Uh, And in the next Congress, if Republicans have more power in the House, there is no way this type of bill would pass for uh, any kind of uh, windfall tax. In Pennsylvania on Friday, Biden said those excess profits are going back to their shareholders and their executive instead of going to lower prices at the pump and give relief to the American people who deserve it and need it. Again, I'll say it's time to nationalize oil coming from public land. Any oil drilled from public land out in the Gulf of Mexico, out in the ocean, anywhere other than on private land, 
has to be nationalized. If the oil companies don't want to play ball, dissolve the corporations within the U.S., they did it to themselves. They screwed the people, and they need to be screwed back. Bend them over. Don't use lube. Moving on. We've all seen the images of guys in military gear with assault rifles watching election drop boxes in an attempt to scare people from voting. Yesterday, the Department of Justice waded into a closely watched election lawsuit in Arizona where several civic groups have uh, accused right-wing activists of intimidating voters at ballot drop boxes. Uh, The Justice Department wrote, the allegations raise serious concerns of voter intimidation, adding that vigilante ballot security efforts and private campaigns to video record record voters likely violate the Federal Voting Rights Act. Department of Justice added citizen-led election monitoring activities are more likely to put voters in reasonable fear of harassment, intimidation, coercion, or interference with their voting voting rights. This lawsuit is spearheaded by the League of Women Voters against several uh, several right-wing groups that have promoted false claims about voter fraud in the 2020 election. The group accused the groups of sending vigilante poll workers, including some with guns wearing tactical gear, to videotape and intimidate voters at drop boxes in a related case brought by separate groups in Arizona, a federal judge declined to issue a court order prohibiting the right-wing activists from gathering near drop boxes or f- photographing voters near uh, drop boxes. District Judge Michael Liberty, who was overseeing both cases, said there were legitimate concerns about the conduct, but there wasn't enough evidence at this stage to restrict anyone's First Amendment rights. Uh, The League of Women Voters is still pressing for a court order to specifically ban, among other things, armed vigilantes from congregating near the drop boxes. Uh, The Justice Department further bolstered the civics group's arguments by saying in its filing yesterday that the First Amendment's right to assembly doesn't allow people to assemble for the purpose of coercing, uh, coercing voters. Last week, Attorney General Merrick Garland spoke out saying the Department of Justice will not permit voters to be intimidated during the midterm elections. And if I was in Arizona, I would go there with my own assault rifle and hold it to their head while I drop the ballot in the drop box. Maybe you should try that yourself. Moving on. It's becoming more apparent that Dr. Oz was pulled from New Jersey as a carpetbagger to be a puppet of the ultra-far-right Republicans. I... Okay, I've explained what a carpetbagger is. It, it got its term from a cheap bag made, made by guys who used to go by train from town to town running for office promising change. Uh, they would fold a piece of carpet and sew it together and put their stuff within it. That's why they were called carpetbaggers because that was the cheapest way to have a, a suitcase. Um, anyway, that's what a carpetbagger is. And Dr. Oz came from New Jersey to run in Ohio. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's uh, running against Oz, 
uh, warned that GOP nominee Dr. Mehmet Oz is working with numerous people who pose a direct threat to our American democracy and demanded that he fire his staffers recently exposed as supporters of the January 6th insurrection. In other words, Dr. Oz was told to hire certain people to get them in power so they could make changes to make it easier to overthrow an election. Rolling Stone reported on Sunday that at least two people in Dr. Oz's campaign attended the January 6th rally when the insurrection happened. Fetterman tweeted, it really says a lot about Dr. Oz that he's hired people who want to quite literally overthrow American democracy. We are still within the margin of error there, though Fetterman is the front runner by about four points. I still say you got to get out the vote, got to get out the vote, got to get out the vote. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> uh, so yesterday, I reported on ExxonMobil and Chevron Profits. Uh, there are a couple of more, and today I also reported on it. There are a couple more today. Uh, many of you may not know about Arco. That it is actually British Petroleum, BP. Uh, I have not bought Uh, gas from Arco, except in emergency situations since the Deepwater Horizon incident. Yeah, I hold a grudge. That was a long time ago. Uh, I used to buy Arco all the time. I don't do it anymore. I refuse to unless, you know, I'm on empty and there is no other station close by. Uh, BP reported their profits today in UK. It brought in a staggering $8.2 billion in profits in the third quarter, more than doubling its total from the same period last year. Every oil company has had record profits off the back of the poor who have to drive to work. I guess this is getting back at us for going electric. I like it because it's going to make more people go electric. They're slitting their own throat. Instead of reducing prices of such high profit, the company announced it will be using its banner profits to buy back $2.5 billion worth of its own stock, rewarding shareholders as millions of people across the United Kingdom are having trouble heating their homes ahead of the winter season. So far this year, BP has purchased $10 billion of its stock. Uh, This is a ginormous transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich, and people are getting quite sick of it. Ginormous. That's not a word, but I but I spell it G-I-A-N-O-R-M-O-U-S. I think that's the proper spelling, but uh, I think Google spells it different. They spell it without the A. Anyway, another reason not to buy Arco, right? Uh, Arco here in the States. Uh, though all oil companies are doing it, It's the thing to do for big oil. That's what they're doing. They're taking their profit and buying back their stocks. Um, The UK's conservative government unveiled a windfall profit tax on energy companies in May, but it has thus far had little impact on oil giants. Uh, Shell reported last week that it has paid nothing in windfall taxes in the country, and BP said Tuesday that it expects to fork over $800 million, which is just a fraction of what it made in profits that came from uh, prices rocketing to new highs because of the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, They are paying. I mean, our prices have gone up more than theirs, but they are paying a little bit more than uh, the United States is. They're paying about, 
about 40% more than the United States on a whole. Not 40% more than California. They're paying about the same as California, right? Jeremy Hunt, the UK's Chancellor of, uh, of the Exchequer, is expected to... Exchequer? What is it called? Wait, how do you pronounce that? Exchequer? is expected to unveil a new economic plan later this month, and the people want him to do something about it. The Guardian uh, reported that Hunt is considering increasing uh, about, about, the, um, about the high profits that, that the big oil is getting over there in the UK. That's what they, uh, the people want him to do about. Uh, the Guardian reported that Hunt is considering increasing the windfall tax by up to five percentage points to 30% and extending its lifespan by three years to 2028. But it may not happen. Remember, this is a right-wing party. The government of new right-wing Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak is also facing pressure to reverse plans for deep public spending cups, uh, cuts. Right? After Friday's release yesterday... Uh, Biden warned fossil fuel giants that he's preparing to support a windfall profit tax, as I said, if the companies continue gorging on their own stock while refusing to lower costs to consumers. Remember, Biden said in a speech, oil companies, record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. These are war, war profits, windfall t- profits off of war, the war in Ukraine. Anyway, <clears throat> that's it. Man, I really do enjoy doing this. I don't know why. It's a, a huge waste of my time. I don't make any money off of it. I, and that's why I need more people listening. It would be helpful. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Get those rent checks in. I truly appreciate you. I really do. I really appreciate every single one of you. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be very nice of you. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. 38 minutes, not so bad. Uh, tweet to me. Uh, questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe send me a story. Whatever you want to do, say hi. And remember, always remember... Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.